Welcome back to Summer Cold. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. I'm Honto. And I'm Chris. And this month we are doing our summer break movies. We are doing, we decided summer break is the title and it's all going to be movies that are revolved around, there's no hidden agenda. Characters are people. literally on their summer break. Summer break. And we have started off with, is it 1993's? Yes, 1993's The Sandlot. Really just asked me that. <laughs> starring James Earl Jones. Um, we've all seen this, I mean, a numerous amount of times, I'm assuming. I've seen right? it yeah. a numerous amount of times. Okay. Um, we'll get to it. Let's start off with the game that we play. The game we is... Piece of paper, prop comedy, it's begun. What, is this, what does this have on Rotten Tomatoes? Honto I know. I already know it. Matt, you know, okay. 71. Thank you, for your, thank you for your honesty. It is a 63%. Oh, okay. And then the low, budget. right? Yeah, it feels low. Yeah, it feels low for a movie like this. We'll get there. Um, how much did this movie cost to make? Or no, I'm sorry, what was the budget? Matt, we'll start off with you. Budget for Sandlot, 1993. Four million. Honto. Two million. Seven million. Really? Which is kind of yeah. high, right? I can actually, I can actually see that being a uh, like a period, kind of like a period piece type deal. Yeah, but yeah. Could, not, invest in a lot of the cars of... and the outfits, and yeah, I could, I could yeah. see that. Well, you got like the sand lot, and I feel like that's the only set. But then again, I, I, I'll give you the yeah, what Hans is saying, the neighborhood, yeah, uh, the stuff by the drugstore, Dennis uh, Leary, and the, and the world's biggest dog in that movie. They also had to hire yeah. that thing for the. That's, that's true. So that's you're telling me point. the budget went straight to the dog and Dennis Leary? Is that what we're getting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's okay. 50-50. Uh, Trivia. How much? This is only domestic. It did not get an international release. So how much did this movie make domestically, aka worldwide? Hanto, we'll start off with you. Domestic, uh, thirteen million. Okay. Matt, thirty. Thirty-two. Oh wow! So mm, all right, I mean, a little over four times its budget. So that would say this is a hit. Now, for a bonus question, what does, the, what does the Sandlot 2 have on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Matt, we'll start Seven, off with you. 17%. Honto? Uh, 20%. 40%. 40%. What? So it's, it's like close enough that what I'm like, this? I kind of want to check it out. So it's, it's just high enough. So it's like a little over under 20% less yeah. than the original. Yeah. It's so watchable. I'm interested. And just slightly uh, worse than Sandlot, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that, that was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. What about so. Airbud? Um, no. Yeah. Are we playing this game where I just look up all these? Yeah, movies? Airbud. Look up Airbud. I want to know. And we every movie that has a sequel. Look it up. Yeah. Well, no, we should do an episode where we just sit here and we we just guess movie Rotten Tomatoes. And like, Chris, pull up that one. I'm like, how about this? And then, I'll, and then I'll cover the cast and crew for each of those movies. Very quick. Oh, <laughs> and we'll make a drinking game out of it. Whoever loses has to drink. Oh, wow. Everybody's a winner. So Everybody's Chris, a winner. Like Chris is, since Chris is the host, he's just not drinking at all. No, we'll, we'll take that. We'll That's share true. the movie. Otherwise, true. I'd be, I'm pretty sure I'd be drunk the whole episode. <laughs> again, so, not again. <laughs> for a bonus question. What did 1997's Airbud? What does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Matt, I'll start off with you. Fifty-seven percent. Uh, sixty-three percent. Forty-five percent. Oh wow! And then okay. for a bonus question, since it's right here on the same page, what does Charles Grodin's Beethoven have on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh wow! Oh man, sixty-five percent. R.I.P. Charles Grodin, by the way, but uh, oh, yeah, uh, sixty-three. 30%. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was uh, actually kind of surprised. And for a bonus question, how much does Agent Cody Banks have? <laughs> how much does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Are these, uh, uh, 27%. 22%. So, 38%. So, oh, wow. I have nothing to add to that. That's all it is. I'm not going to go down there. Uh, rabbit this is, okay, but we've talked about this before with Rotten Tomato reviews, like uh how many reviews are there for each of those movies and, and has it made uh, like a fine wine yet like the the time to to, to garnish all the reviews and everything or to yeah the reviews? They got usually reviews. i mean i feel like if it's over 100 reviews like roughly then i feel like it's gotten 
enough to have like a solid score. You know what I mean? I'll get, I'll, I agree yeah. with that. I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Doable. Yeah. Speaking of, did you hear about Paddington too? Yeah, it lost its uh, number one spot because yeah. one, one negative review. Yeah. So it had 100%. Now it's at 99. It was the best <laughs> reviewed movie. Best that reviewed movie of all time. Don't don't knock until you watch it. That movie. Oh, I know. I heard that it's movie. Oh, yeah. I heard it's that movie is that movie's excellent. Who's yeah, the one asshole who was like, I'm going to give this movie a bad review? He's like, it's time to knock it off the pedestal. You know? Well, do you remember the guy who um, uh, Toy Story 3 had a perfect score? And then they got one negative review. And I same guy. And I think it was the same guy because it was the same guy. Everything he watched had a negative review. Um, so I don't know if he's doing it out of spite or what it is, but he's a villain. Or whatever. Power of the internet. So um, Sandlot, 1993. Oh, do you have something? I was going to add one thing real quick uh, since yeah. we were talking about the uh, Sandlot sequel uh, briefly. Uh, did you know that thir- there's a third Sandlot movie and apparently it involves time travel? Well, apparently, I need to look up this Rotten Tomatoes score. So, thank you for <laughs> saying that. <laughs> no, that's and, insane. I've never heard of it. And it stars uh, Luke Perry as the main character, but he's only in it for the beginning because he time travels and turns into a kid, apparently. Really? Uh, this sounds great. I looked at the plot, but didn't look up the Rotten Tomatoes, so we can uh, still play that game. Okay, well, can here we, we talk go. about how there's, like, five oh. Christmas story movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's, like, thought, like we've talked about like this before. three, I thought. Uh, it's a weird number. I, I I think it's like it's a high number, but it, like some of them are television movies yeah. and some of them are actual theater releases. But they all center around Ralphie in some way. Okay, wait, are you thinking of yeah. the Uncle Eddie movies from Christmas Vacation? No, how many are there? Of those? I think there's like I think there's an obnoxious amount of those movies. Really? <laughs> yeah. You want to go on Rotten Tomatoes so bad and look these up, but there's so many <laughs> movies coming at me. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> all right. So the Sandlot 3 from 2007, what does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Honto. 14%. Matt. 22%. 52%. Whoa! It's like, it's so it's the second best Sandlot movie. <laughs> yeah, I will, I'll, we'll see how many reviews it's had. Because like I do, I feel like that's like it's a probably true like test. It's probably like a thousand reviews. It's got more than Sandlot. Yeah, the guy who got that one negative Paddington two reviews, like he's like, oh yeah, we're bumping this one. Up oh yeah, there. this movie's excellent. We talking about okay, <laughs> better than Paddington right. two. <laughs> I will say, when I pulled up the reviews for the it, one review, <laughs> it says all critic reviews three, so okay. it had one positive review and two negative reviews, making it a fifty-two percent. Wait, that math doesn't quite. <laughs> it does not add up. <laughs> How are they? Wow. How? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. So that was that was the audience score. It was fifty two percent. It has no tomato score. I would say yeah, because oh. I don't think that I think that movie is like a direct to DVD or VOD. Well, I think the second list. one was too. So wonder if my readings were wrong on the Sandlot oh, too, so, and if I so was. We got to start the game all over then. Wow. Oh, so they see. got like ten movies to go through. <laughs> What did Agent Cody Banks? Um, oh boy! No, Sandlot Two has an actual forty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, with okay. an audience score of forty-one. So okay, okay, all right. Makes sense. Cast and crew of Sandlot. Go ahead, Hanzo. Directed yeah, by time. David Mickey Evans. Uh, known, I guess he was uncredited. Uh, for Radio Flyer. Uh, Dude, I get Todio, total Radio Flyer <laughs> vibes from this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually. That's awesome. He's never mind. I mean, Tate, I glanced right over that. Tadio Flyer? Todio. Or Todio Flyer. <laughs> <laughs> that was golden, dude. Oh, that's like the best word mess up we've had Tadio on here in And Chris Tadio, tried to like, Chris tried to like run over it really quick. Like. <laughs> um, and then right, he sorry. directed a uh, Sinbad movie called First Kid that I've seen uh, a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, he returned for Sandlot 2 and he is returning for a untitled Sandlot prequel uh this guy is totally relying on the success because he also provided the narration in sandlot 2 this guy's really relying on this franchise hey it's his baby um, well didn't he do it in the going, first movie too i don't think so 
I thought he did a narration for the first for the. No, you're first thinking of Richard well. Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus did the narration. Dude, I'm getting the <laughs> by me uh, by by the for this movie. With the right? Intro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a. I could. I actually thought it was oh. Richard Dreyfus. Uncredited, he did do the narration. Did he? Um, okay, I read yeah. that as trivia, so I didn't, yeah. didn't know. If, uh, you didn't want to debunk your one trivia for this, for this uh, episode. What <laughs> <Yeah>. um? <laughs> You said he directed Radio Flyer. Yeah, it said uncredited though, so I don't know because who. Was that's the, a like, that's a Richard Donner movie. Oh, I wonder if it's one of the situations where uh, he got either sacked midway through or ghost directed uh, in place Interesting. of Donner. Yeah, no, no. Interesting. Um, I was surprised because uh, this guy also wrote the screenplay for uh, a horror movie from the '80s called Open House. Uh, it's a movie I saw like once and it scared the hell out of me. About the real estate agent? Like they stay in the house? What? Is it about, oh man, is this not it? Good I'm going to keep going. Good is, it about, <laughs> is it about an open house and then someone actually, like an open house, like real estate wise? Yeah. And then someone like stays inside the house? Oh, that might be it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, like a slasher movie. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. I think that might be it though. <sighs> Okay, I was that's like I was really that. excited about this because I wasn't sure if you're gonna save it. And you did, so. <laughs> you know, that's like that's one of those movies. Like uh, you just brought it up in that list. What was it, First Kid? Uh, yeah, First Kid. Um, where it's like I think I've seen that movie, and you seen First I Kid? I, I don't know. I can't got, remember. Um, oh man, Zachary, I was thinking of Blank Check. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, Zachary Ty Bryan as like the the school bully, and then yeah, at one point, uh, uh, Sinbad has like a uh like a paper towel uh cardboard, and he spits a like a thing and it sticks to his face, <laughs> like a spit wad. Yeah, I spit remember wad. it was in the preview, and like it's like a huge spit wad, like, and he like. Yeah, he like really gets hit by this <laughs> yeah, giant spit on. But that's like what I mean. Like, I can't remember if I saw the preview, and I'm just remembering stuff from the preview. Sure. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. And you were talking about this open house movie, and I'm like, have I seen this movie? I've never seen it. I haven't seen it all the way through. I just remember as a kid, uh, I've always talked about my grandparents not having any like sort of filter as far as stuff I could rent. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the movies that I rented as a kid, and I couldn't make it through. I think like the first. 10 minutes or something because i was like okay speaking kid. of filter you want to hear my trivia for this really quick sure. i don't know if it, how real it is it might have been brought up in an interview but during the making of this movie a good chunk of the kids that were in the sandlot crew snuck into um a showing of basic instinct in theater wow that's funny yeah can you imagine like seeing that at that young of an age and you're like dude have you i mean have you guys watched that movie recently um no i have not we you talked about it though when we did a um i wonder if it was when we watched robocop because it's paul verhoeven right yeah it's a good movie but <laughs> yeah like, the sex scenes good. are like and they're the sex scenes are pretty um graphic uh explicit yes yeah. graphic yeah. so i can't imagine like five kids from the sandlot crew sneaking in like i just imagine uh the narrator uh the director is just an over like a narration he's like a lot of us grew up that day when we saw (laughs) (laughs) the biggest pickle we've ever ever got ourselves into was it michael douglas michael douglas the biggest pickle (laughs) (laughs) the biggest pickle i've ever seen on on screen Is that what you were saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that's great. Continuing on, uh, we got. Hey, Chuckles, you good? Okay, good. Tom Guerry as Scotty Smalls, Mystic River, Black Hawk Down, and then we just talked about this the other day, but Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine. Um. He have- is a Mystic River. I just watched that yeah. like a week ago. Yeah. yeah okay. So really, that in- what's that? Go ahead. Okay. Really quick. Uh, when you go down this list, since they're kids, yeah, I can't like. Uh, which kid are we talking about? Dude, I'm confused too. <laughs> I know. Wait, you like, just said you just said small, it's, it's, right? It's Scotty, so it's the main character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was an after right. pupil, wasn't he? Um, I didn't. Pick, I only tried to pick two or three, so I, that's not one of the You're ones good. I picked. I didn't look it up. I for some reason I thought he was an apt pupil. I'll confirm um, uh, as we as we move on. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually serious. I'll, I'll try to confirm. Oh, you're good. Uh, you keep talking. I'll pull it up. You're good. Mike Mike Vitar as Benny. Uh, okay. He's probably best known for uh, D2 and D3, the Mighty Ducks. And that then, is him. Wow, that yeah. just blew my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally forgot he was in this. Yeah, and then uh, 
Matt, you appreciate this because he's in some movie called Diplomatic Immunity. And Diplomatic <laughs> Immunity. There you go. There you go, dude. Lethal Weapon Two. It's just weird. Good. yeah, it's weird. I uh, I don't know. I it's just a weird movie. I don't know. I didn't look up. <laughs> I didn't look anything about it, but uh, I appreciate it. Um, okay, so to cut you off, so I yeah. looked it up. So the guy that's the kid that's an F pupil. Yeah, completely different kid. He was in. He was the kid and the client. Brand Renfro, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was totally getting mixed up, and he was oh, also in... it, was, it was him. Okay, that's why I thought it was. So yeah, that was Brad Renfro was like in. He was like a a child actor. Uh, he passed away not too long ago, but that's what I thought. Yeah, he was in like um, I think Tom and Huck, maybe Tom and Huck. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then yeah, for like maybe Wild America or something. Um, oh, good movie. Patrick Renna as Ham, son-in-law, the Big Green. Then we have Chauncey Leparardi as Squints. Uh, he was in Casper, Father of the Bride, and then he returns for that third Sandlot movie, the time travel one. Who is he in Casper? I don't know. I feel like I can picture him though, but I just don't. I can't. It's been right. So That's how I kind of feel it. too. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I, I yeah, I don't know who he would have been in Casper because there's like not that many kids in that movie. There is like yeah. a school dance right at the mansion at the end. Maybe he's like part of the. Oh yeah, there is. is he like a there. bully or something? Is he like a bully? I don't know. I feel I like know. he's. I feel like he's a kid that like talks massive amounts of crap to like Christina Rich- Ricci, and then he gets scared off by the ghosts, like the three. Oh yeah, you might. It's we possible. should watch. Honestly, yeah. this sounds weird, but we should watch that for the podcast. That's an. Interesting I'm actually movie. down to watch that. I think. Oh yeah, that's a great. Because movie. I watched it a few years ago. It really held up. Did you? Okay, because it's yeah. kind of a. It's more of a serious kids movie. And I was yeah. say yeah, it yeah. gets kind of depressing by the end. I feel like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, continuing on. Uh, well, Chris, you just watched, but he was in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, I actually don't recall who he was, but I don't know if you remember seeing a kid. No, no, the, the guy with the glasses, right? Yeah, Squints. Yeah. Um, if he was in it, it's probably like a background. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got Brandon Quinton. No, oh my God, no, no, he's in it a lot. I'm sorry, he's the bully on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah, weird. he like terrorizes the kids in that show oh yeah i remember yeah yeah okay yeah okay i remember this now um (laughs) brandon quinton adams as kenny de nunez uh previous episode the people under the stairs and a horror movie called the ghost in the machine which i saw a long time ago a little reunion between karen allen and uh oh uh, yeah nice nice connection man look at you guys uh (laughs) Ghost of the Machine's been brought up on this podcast like three times. It probably the most like ever been need... brought up since that movie. Was it? Been so made. we said it three times. And now we got to cover it. It's like kind of like yeah. rules. <laughs> uh, Shane Obadinsky uh, is Tommy Timmons. He's one of the brothers. Uh, Matt, uh, my girl, and Matinee. Then we got Victor Dematia as Timmy Timmons. Uh, cool as ice. The ice. Uh, ice was it? Vanilla Ice movie. Oh and yeah. Turner and Hooch. Karen Allen as Mom, Rage of the Lost Ark, Animal House, Starman, and Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis Lear as Bill, uh, Rescue Me, The Ref, and Judgment Night. Um, Marley Shelton. Demolition Man. Yeah. Sorry. That's yeah. one I can't believe we haven't done on here yet. I think yeah. like we have so I'm, much we could say. Honestly, Judgment Night is one of those ones I'm surprised we haven't covered. Dude, Judgment Night scares Judgment the Night. crap out of me. I'll just talk about how many movies scared me as a kid. <laughs> Judgment Night was definitely one of them. Clearly of, everything. <laughs> dude, dude, he's crazy in that movie. <laughs> you know, every time when you're a kid and you watch something, but you close your ears, you're like, when like something like, like, like you don't cover your eyes, you cover your ears. Yeah, you close your ears and keep watching, like because <laughs> it's like the idea of hearing it is more real than seeing it. So you're yeah, like, yeah. Mm. So you do that when uh, Jeremy Piven gets pushed off that roof. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a mistake. He's not as good as he thinks he is. Uh Marla Shelton as Wendy, Grindhouse, Bubble Boy, and then Scream 4. And then she's actually returning for a upcoming Scream sequel. Um, we got Art LaFleur as Babe Ruth in The Dream, Cobra, The Blob, a previously unreleased episode, which I think we should revisit sometime. Oh, yeah, he is in The Blob. I think he's the dad, isn't that's, he? That's the like sheriff. Ribbed. Yeah. Yeah. The sheriff or, yeah. No, yeah. he's, or he's, yeah, not, he's, just he's the not the sheriff. He's just, what's her name's dad? 
Oh, um, yeah, the pre remember because he's like he's in that pharmacy and the guy walks in, he buys condoms, yeah. and then when he sees him show up and he's like ribbed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about, I remember, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, I don't know if you got this, but the guy who plays the older Benny, yeah, you do, oh, you, you mean, get to it, you mean uh, Smalls, right? No, the older Benny at uh, the end I of looked, the movie. I, look, I looked up older Benny, he wasn't really in anything. Yeah, he's the brother of uh, the young, the younger Benny in this movie. They're both brothers. Oh, cool. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah cool. that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you're doing good on trivia today. Yeah, great job. Uh, yeah. James Earl Jones as Mr. Myrtle. Uh, this is his feature film debut. Uh, <laughs> did nothing else after this. Mm, uh, Star Wars, The Lion King, Hunt for the Red October, uh, Patriot Games, and Clear and Present Danger as the same character and, in all three of those and movies. the ambulance dude i need to see dude, ambulance dude, the ambulance kind of scared me as a kid me too but here's the thing <laughs> i never saw it but they used to play the commercial on showtime all the time and every time it would come on like it would creep me out and i was like oh man those are supposed to be safe and not in this movie <laughs> no, those vehicles <laughs> really? supposed to be safe <laughs> i just watched uh in um Matt, you're cutting out. We're losing you, bro. We're actually frozen right now. You're frozen in time. This is great. Uh, Do we want to just do the rest? Like Matt's completely frozen on here. I love this. I'm I'm keeping it. Matt can make the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, I I lost both of you guys right there, and I could just hear you laughing. Oh, Oh, yeah, that was great, man. That was awesome. Uh, Let me just finish finish this off real quick. We're almost there. uh, uh uh oh yeah uh older uh scotty smalls arliss howard uh best known probably for full metal jacket previous episode time traveler's wife and jurassic park the lost world he's in the lost world yeah, yeah he gets eaten by the t- i think right before they fall off the uh in the the van or the rv or whatever yeah the, the dude that gets like eaten before uh that happens i think really the- no, no, no I'm not, wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. I think he's actually part of the uh, the uh, hunting crew. He is 100. Who is he is. in the hunting crew? Um, one of the <laughs> Where he does is, he get yeah. killed? Uh, in the grass, maybe. I was going to say, yeah, I think his his death might be in the cornfield. Maybe we need to cover that episode or whatever it is maybe for the podcast. Hey, I would like to do two and three in general. You guys want to talk about Blood Tide? What's, What's that? that? I just what I just talked about before broke up. Oh, I know you cut out. That's why we, we had this is new yeah. to us. Oh, man. Okay. So I just watched James Earl Jones in this movie called Blood Tide. Okay. And it was like this kind of like, uh, it's like, it's just like this uh, underwater monster movie kind of. Yeah. And uh, dude, James Earl Jones like made this movie for me. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. You did like, talk about this with the watermelon. Yeah. Where he punches the watermelon. Oh, um, yeah. You showed us that clip. It's yeah, because it was the most ridiculous thing. I didn't understand it, but <laughs> you just instead of using a knife to cut a watermelon, he punches it to smithereens and eats it. Uh, uh, I don't know, but I, I, if I ever meet him, I want to ask him like, "Hey, was that your idea to do that? Hey, was, that really, was, that, was that really you doing the uh, the stunt in that scene?" Yeah, it was a, <laughs> a stunt arm. Like his body just limp, and there's an arm behind it. Like, um, but no, it was like it's an okay movie, but it, yeah. it was like totally. Uh, it bumped it up a couple, like a star and a half, just because he the does watermelon. such a good job in it. Oh, seriously, just just because the watermelon scene, it got bumped right? up a star. Dude, it, it was sheer strength, man. I've never seen That's, anything like it. Is, it. It's incredible. Uh, that clip was awesome. Uh, real quick, let me finish. Uh, Arliss, he was an InGen CEO. He gets fed to the baby T Rex at the end of the movie. Got it. I think on the boat. Yep, I got you. Oh, yeah. Arliss Chris, Howard. you know ta- you know he's talking about. He's got he's got like a yeah, really, he's like the main yeah, the, the main round, like villain in that movie. He's got like an accent in the movie, if I remember. He looks correctly. way. Yeah. He he's looks the one who's taking over. He's the one who's taking over engine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he looks way different because I'm looking at a picture right now. He looks way different than he does in uh, Sandlot and also Full Metal Jacket. So, okay. Yeah. Hey, do you wow. think the the cut was kind of goofy at the end of this movie when um, it showed them like as adults? And like he was cheering for uh, Benny, and it just cut to Benny, and like it wasn't like even a build up that you knew it was Benny, and then Benny was just looking up at him. Yeah, they kind of they kind of don't like okay. 
Yeah, they kind of don't like really explain that it's Benny, right? It's just kind of like that's how I kind of thought it was. Like I knew it was Benny because I've seen this movie a million yeah. times. Yeah. But like he's just like clapping and just cuts to Benny. He's like, oh really? Staring I, up. I think yeah. it's pretty obvious. Well, yeah. Think so? I, I think I think as, his name, uh, his, it, it, like the back of his uh, jersey said Rodriguez on it, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know how to read, so I didn't notice yeah. that. And yeah, and I'm a moron, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually you're right it should have been easy to pick up it's not a mystery it's not an M. Night Shyamalan movie yeah end. we're like oh okay oh, it's not like the guy the beginning of the movie <laughs> it's not like like he's looking out in the field and he's like he's been judged he's been um uh casting this game the entire time and then he looks off to the right and then like Benny's like, the guy who's serving hot dogs and he's like he's on the staircase <laughs> and he's like hey Benny he's like Benny serves hot dogs at baseball games now and he's like we lost track of Benny up. at the end of the summer, and then it cuts <laughs> to the end the movie, and then he's serving hot dogs. Benny's a shirt gun loader. Or a t-shirt. <laughs> a shirt gun. Yeah. Oink. Oink. Like. <laughs> Say a lot. Say a lot. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and bust into this movie. Um, I feel like we should just go over all the iconic scenes in this movie because it is like chock full of like that's memorable yes. that's memorable like yes it's insane very very um, iconic movie do you good, feel like good word, word usage thank you do you think this movie borrows at all from stand by me or yes. we're just getting it okay i'm gonna say yeah i think it does it kind of does i mean for, even from the beginning itself it's like oh this is basically just stand by me because in i mean i guess i'll wait for the podcast but uh does it cut to Richard Dreyfuss? It doesn't show him until the very end of the movie, right? No, it shows him at no, the beginning. No, I think it shows him at the beginning. Oh, it shows yeah. him at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, because it shows him. He's like, has that newspaper. No, yeah. And he's writing his book, isn't he? Yeah. No, at the this end, is how you write. At the, at the end of the, he's writing a book. No, because the, I guess the movie started. In the beginning, he's, like, he's, in his, he's in a Jeep. And he's like, he's got the newspaper sitting next to him. And he's in that field. And he sees those kids go by on their bikes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's like, can, he was like, it was, a, this, it was the we'll summer of the discussion. biggest pickle I ever got in. We'll save this discussion for another time, maybe. maybe. Okay. Or we could just maybe. watch the movie sometime and talk about it. Yeah, maybe. Like On maybe. or off air. Uh, so the movie is basically about a. Well, how old are these kids, roughly? I don't even know if they actually even say. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. It was the year my twenty. It was my year my twenty-fourth youth. <laughs> I was living uh, with my parents. <laughs> I would say they're probably like fifth or sixth grade, I would assume. Yeah, so maybe um, like somewhere between like nine and twelve, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Dude, that's um, not I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for a minute, but that's not a bad idea for like a story about millennials where they all live with their parents and they get together to do like the sandlot game and they're like, it's the one good thing we're gonna do. <laughs> and they're all 24 years old. Well, they should just, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll make another sequel with the same cast at some point. Yeah, they're in their 30s, and they're like, we can't find good jobs, but we can beat the other team, the other rich baseball team. And it's just, yeah, their like, lives are like in shambles, but they yeah. have this one game. Yeah, yeah. it's going to change everything. already making me very sad. <laughs> it is very deep. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so this movie is, a, this happy movie is about a kid who moves to a new town, and I guess they said that, he moves to Newtown two weeks before summer is about to hit. I think it's, I think it's already in, into summer at this point. I no, I think he said like he's only got a couple. I thought he said he only has oh, a couple weeks. He's okay. like, yeah, he said it. two weeks before summer hit. He's like, it's not enough time to make friends before summer. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So he sees some kids playing baseball and he wants to participate as well. And his stepfather, Dennis Leary, is kind of like um, he, he, he plays the role of like the, the stereotypical stern father, okay. like it's weird because I feel like they get to the point where like they might make Dennis Larry a bad guy in this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. He's going to be up just... there on the roof with him. And he's like, he's like, here, <laughs> let me cut you a deal. What are you talking about? <laughs> Judgment night reference. Oh, oh, man. That's really good. Dad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Larry, let me cut Another you a baseball. deal. I'll get you two Babe Ruth uh, baseball. <laughs> um, so he's like asking him like, Hey, can you go ahead and teach me ball? They don't really have a tight relationship. And honestly, throughout the movie, they don't really have a tight one at all until the very end, and you feel like it's gotten a little bit better, but it's not like a hundred percent. Yeah, I actually, um, didn't, I actually didn't catch that. Uh, he keeps referring to him as Bill, and then Dad, and then another time he's like Dad. I mean Bill. I I didn't realize it keeps flip flopping back and forth. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, Missy and Mom and Bill and Ted. Oh like, yeah. Hey yeah. Missy, I mean, I mean Missy. Mom. I mean Missy. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, he's kind of like this loner and he wants to learn how to play baseball so he can join these kids. And actually, I have some trivia questions for this game or for this episode. So I'll th- I only got three. So I don't want you to have too many questions. How many kids are on the team for the Sandlot? Nine. Uh, it's, eight, it's eight at first and then it becomes nine. Yeah, it's nine. Yeah, nine. So it was an easy question. They get tougher, I promise. Yeah, he talks about, um, them, in, he talks about in the narration of the movie. <laughs> yeah, paying attention. That they give um, me a full game if they have nine. Yeah. Yeah. Full team so, if they have nine. There is a kid on the team who's Benny, who is extreme. Like Benny is like the kid that like everybody wants to be friends with and everybody wants to be because he's got confidence. He's a nice guy. Um, so he asks this loner kid, like, hey, come play with us. He gives him a glove, gives him a hat. Come play with Super us, nice Scotty. guy. Forever and ever. <laughs> Small Z. For, <laughs> forever until nighttime when our parents come in. Yeah. Um, I got to go to sleep. <laughs> forever and forever. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, so he starts playing baseball with them. And the kids are kind of tough to let everybody in. Or just to let him in. It seemed like yeah. they got kind of a wall up. But as time progresses, they let him become part of the team. And it's weird because I feel like this movie has like three different acts. You got your first act mm-hmm. where it's about like this kid who's alone. And he just wants to fit in somewhere. And then we start the second act is when the kid starts to get good at baseball. Yeah. And he becomes friends with them. Adventures, and then the yeah. third act. In the summer and then, yeah, third act is. Yeah. And then the third act is like this. Um, larger than life has nothing to do with baseball it's like a larger than life adventure that the kids go on with this doll yeah yeah so it's like three separate movies it feels like you're like i mean it, it does it well well it I, like, you know yeah and because I, I was watching it and i was like there's really no uh it's a story driven movie there's no plot until um about like two-thirds of the movie and you get kind of like these these vignettes like these short stories of these kids throughout summer yeah. Up until you get like the larger story with the beast, which keeps hinting at at, at it yeah. throughout the movie, where they're playing baseball and the kids unfamiliar with the territory. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, go get the ball, you know. And they're like, no. So like, they build that up early, and then they keep also referring to the Babe Ruth like baseball, and then just the legend himself. So it's kind of like those two kind of intertwined until they ultimately me at the end pretty much yeah, yeah pretty much because i feel like we could kind of break this down by like sequence you know like we could start mm-hmm. it off with like we got our intro of yeah. the kids just meeting each other and it's like talking about Body. that and then yeah you go Body. like the pool the pool sequence the but even the jump before that sequence yeah and i get what you're saying like there there's these very like 15 minute memorable sequences that follow one after yeah. the next yeah. um i think it kind of starts off with um when they're talking about the legend behind like the dog mm-hmm. and it cuts into like this old black and white film um and it's basically the story about how this dog was a junkyard dog it killed a bunch of people they can never find proof of it and yeah. so now the dog has to be chained up for the rest of his life and just for a little visual gag can hanto can you say forever like that and i'll do the mouth thing you ready oh, good for, forever this is horrible. That was a <laughs> You're going too fast. You're going All too right, fast. I'll follow you. Go, go. Forever. 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 Cool. That was um, really good. So, yeah, we, we practiced that off air. So we didn't yeah. look stupid on air. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a like good sequence after good sequence because you have like that. You yeah. have the pool scene where, uh, what's the glasses guy again? Quince. Quince. Um, they go to the pool every summer and there's a girl that works there, um, girl from Grindhouse. Yep. And um, what's her name again? Wendy. Yeah, Wendy. And Peppercorn, Squints. right? Peppercorn. Wendy, Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn. Actually, that's a very like... Yeah, memorable Pepper- name. It's, it's Peppercorn. Yeah. Peppercorn. She doesn't I mean, know like- what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> Dude, direct lines from uh, Cool Hand Luke. Oh, is it really? Yeah, you guys ever see? Oh Luke? yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. When, when the girls washing the car in front of them, and they're like, yeah. she doesn't know what she's doing. They're like, she knows exactly what she's doing. Mm. That movie's awesome. Yeah, great. This is the first time I've watched this movie though, and realized mm-hmm. when uh, they're in the pool, and Smalls is like talking. He's like, I can't take it every anymore. He's like, every summer. He's like oiling and rubbing. All right, is that what he says? He's, oiling. <laughs> yeah. he's like lotioning and oiling, oiling and rubbing. And he says it and over smiling. And over. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> wow. Did you guys see his teeth rattling in the in the movie? No. 
his like I, jaw is like like this, like just like real fast, right? When he's in the pool. I, yeah, I guess the pool that day was like it was like er, the pool water was really cold, and it was like fifty four degree day. Jeez. Like the whole summer was really really hot, but except for that one day, and you can like you can visibly see his like his jaw is like rattling. Kids. But I could yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah, um, I love it, man. Because yeah, he says that line though. What you were saying, Chris, and he's like, he's like every summer for my uh, every summer of my adult life, she's up there on that life <laughs> up there on that chair. <laughs> um, so he gets out of the pool, pretends like he drowns, and then the Wendy, the lifeguard, goes to help, and it turns out that he was lying, and he kisses her, yeah. and he gets kicked out for life. Um, and ever. <laughs> You know what? Yeah. When I was younger, I thought when she waved to him after they got kicked out, yeah. it was like a cute wave, kind of like, um, like, like a charming wave. I but it watching was. it this time, it was kind of like a bye. Like that's oh, like yeah. I took it this way. But yeah, spoiler they alert, get the, they get yeah, married. I, I say so, bye. Anyway. I'll uh, be with you forever. Forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we have nine kids. Yeah. That's what they should have done. It's like one day I'll have you forever forever <laughs> this movie is creepy yeah, it's actually taking a different turn um so the boys take off and uh squints is ecstatic about everything uh, hey, really quick can, oh, we, yeah. can we do a little like uh research here how old marley shelton is i think born i, I saw her she was born in 74 yes. okay well, okay so and she was like 19 when she made this she's probably 18 yeah she's probably about 18, 18 19 how yeah. old was squints uh he was uh, 25 uh, yeah he's 25 <laughs> dude he's older than her uh he was about 11 maybe 12 okay yeah, okay wow yeah. you're like oh nice well good friend though he, ba- he bagged apparently he bagged a high school girl uh and and they had like several kids <laughs> so yeah. yeah he married a high yeah. school you know he married a girl that's like 10 years his senior and they had a bunch of kids and do you think when he was like 15 she was like i want marriage i want kids she's like we've been together for you know five or six yeah. years now and like, All what right, are you talking okay. about <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so other like memorable sequences i mean you got the fourth of july scene yeah yeah uh, cool scene the, yeah real cool scene like uh, the fireworks yeah yeah well, i was gonna the, say what i'm go sorry ahead. go ahead chris no no i was gonna say isn't the fourth of july scene like them playing baseball and the um the Ferris wheel or not the Ferris wheel but the thing. No, no, all one two, yeah, no. two, two different scenes. Okay, okay. Um, but no, like I felt like this this playing uh, baseball underneath the fireworks was like kind of reminded. This was the one that reminded me of being a kid. Yeah, the most totally, in this movie. Totally, because yeah. it's just like those nights, those summer nights. You were out like really late, and it's like. You know, like not to sound like we're getting old, but you could see better in the dark. <laughs> oh my god! Because your eyes like weren't deteriorating yet, yeah. and you just ran around all night, and it was just what's wrong like, with your eyes? What's not wrong with yours? <laughs> um, <We> compare notes. <laughs> Sandlot. We watched Sandlot too, right? <laughs> uh, no, but like no, I agree. Like, it's, yeah, that's it's got feeling. a good sense like, out of yeah, out of yeah. the whole movie. Nostalgic that and... scene has probably the most like childlike feel to it like um yeah sense of, like um a like, wonder not wonderment but like amazement uh, you know? yeah you're yeah. just yeah. thinking you just feel free in the summertime basically you're mm-hmm. free to do whatever the heck you want you know yeah, yeah. And I, but honestly i think that's where the charm of this movie comes from and why it has like the standing power that it has now is because it seems like this where it's like you know what even though it's a kid's movie like we don't need to make booger and fart jokes every second yeah. of the day and like maybe we can have like a little bit of a charming scene here you know, and yeah. it, I don't know. It just has like it's it more nice. of a uh, mature, like kids movie. Yeah. Like you compare this to like the stuff we grew up with, like Little Giants, the and ambulance, and uh, the ambulance, uh, <laughs> open house, open house, and <laughs> no, I agree. Well, and actually, that's funny you say it because I think like one of the following scenes. I don't think it's before it, but like one of the following scenes is the roller coaster scene where. It is, Dude. you know, just Ugh. gross out humor, which actually they do well because it's not like yeah. disgusting. Um, it's not like Problem Child Two or anything. Dude, in my notes, Problem Child Two. <laughs> this is like why have we not done these movies? It blows my mind. They're gross. Um, but yeah. it's like, and it acts more like a PSA. 
Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, these kids are chewing or using chewing tobacco. The effects of chewing tobacco. Don't yeah, and they go what? on a uh, was a carousel. I think it's a yeah. I can't remember what. Exactly. I don't know what's on it. Not a carousel. Okay. What is it? Yeah. It's like a. It looks like a carousel, but it goes spinny in the ride. I don't know. We'll, we'll call it spin- a tumbler. <laughs> spinny um, ride. <laughs> but they do. They make it like even before the story starts. He's like, man, we made one of the dumbest mistakes ever. And then after that, like we learned our lesson. So it is like a PSA. You're absolutely yeah. right on that. Yeah. Um, another sequence I was going to bring up, which is way before this, is like the other team that they fight. Yeah. And it kind of comes in, and then you never hear from it again, which I think is kind of odd because it kind of yeah. plays off like More it's going to be like. Yeah, like a little Giants type thing where it's like, you know, maybe they lose them a couple times and they finally, like it just, but it never really goes that route. Or it's like, and a, that's, uh, it's like a karate kid Cobra Kai. The Smalls yeah. goes to join their team. They make fun of him because he's so terrible at it. Joins the Sandlot crew, becomes awesome at baseball. Then they beat the shit out of them and uh, with their baseball bats. They're like, oh my like, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking, about, you're talking about the Warriors. Yeah, they become the Baseball Furies, uh, the Sandlot yeah. crew. <laughs> but uh i think this is where most of these movies go though i feel like as when we were kids is like the they were you know there's a lot of sports movies in those early 90s and Rivalry uh or something yeah and it's always like the one the crew that has more money and they're always wearing black that, was that mighty ducks it happens in mighty yeah. ducks they do it in heavyweights because the other crew has like it's like the rich rich boy or rich kid camp or whatever yeah mm. yeah it's always like yeah the rival uh was it they call it like snobs versus slobs type deal? Yeah, oh, that's I've never yeah. heard of it before, but yeah, it's actually spot on. Um, but that does bring us to like our third act and everything kind of changes up. And I know this is, I mean, this is pretty stupid, but it, I mean, they're supposed to be kids, so they don't know any better. But they lose a baseball at the sandlot and they lose it over the fence. And there was like, oh, we don't have a baseball. There's nothing we can do about it. But Smalls goes, hey, I have one at home. And he goes home and he gets his signed uh, Baby Ruthie ball. And that belongs to his stepfather. He, somebody says Baby Ruthie at one point Baby in Ruthie. the thing. No, they um, write it on there. It's, it's, I, I was going to say, like, when he does the replacement ball, yeah. That's, it's, yeah. he spells it Baby Ruthie. Like, it's R-U-T-H-E. And okay, somebody calls him out there. for it. He's like, yeah. is that what it was? For, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, what he basically does is he steals the stepfather's ball, planning to return it, obviously. Um, but I think even after the first use of the ball, Smalls hits it over the fence, which yeah, we don't like, go into because of the dog. Um, and this is like basically our third act. This entire third act is how do we get the ball back? And I'm talking sleepovers in the treehouse. I'm talking I never had a treehouse. This makes me jealous. Um, they, they don't, they don't sleep over in the treehouse. I mean, there's like hangouts in the, the treehouse to monitor yeah. everything. Yeah. Matt, um, you had a friend that uh, had a treehouse, right? You told yeah, we talked about this before. With the he had beans. <laughs> he why did you bring this story up, man? This is such a he he uh, he had a treehouse. It was actually it wasn't a treehouse. It was more it's of just like, like a uh, um, hollowed out. What are, the, what are the the chunks of wood that you like you pick up with a forklift? Pallets. Yeah, pallets. It was like basically oh, pallet. a pallet okay. that was like that was like nailed to the top of the tree in the middle of the tree sorry and, and when you climbed to the, when you climbed to the top he was like hey just watch your step real quick yeah and then i got <laughs> up there and he had nothing up there except for like a can of open beans and he just started crushing beans man and then he, and then he asked and I was like, he was like we're kind of like the sandlot crew right yeah <laughs> matt, yeah, matt exactly. said he's like he watched the kid eat beans and matt was like this is just like the movie <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly like the movie. This is exactly like the movie. Actually, if we're talking about kids eating things out of cans in a treehouse, this is more like Jack. Yeah. Robin Williams. The yeah, he made me smell the, uh... it, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fell out of the treehouse. <laughs> yeah, fell off the pallet. <laughs> the one pallet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, this whole last <laughs> act is... True story, nothing. by the way. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's not the last the bean story we'll hear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not the. You, you never had tree beans before. <laughs> I've never. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous at all. There's yeah. a tree house made of beans. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The He's like, these are my magic beans. It. And then he Talking. got like, the kid ahead, ate, ate beans until he passed out, and then I just went home. He would just sleep up there and pass out and eat. Beans yeah, he ate. Out? He ate the beans until he passed out, and then I was like, okay, that I was, and, not anymore. I just went home. Well, no, you're like, now's my escape. Now I can finally leave. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember. Okay, I remember. Like, <laughs> it's like the it's like the Invisible Man. He's chasing after you. <laughs> the I remember he had he had one movie in his movie collection. Like, no, no kidding. His family movie collection. They had one movie, and it was Pumpkinhead. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember he had Pumpkinhead hey, in there. That was like a, a long time ago. Here's a stupid joke. When he had the beans, right? Did yeah. he take him out? And he was like. Like he offered you a bean, like Mr. Bean would. No, uh, and I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> it was bad. Bad. He handed it to me. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> then he had the baseball. He's like, baby, roots. And you're like, ah, oh, oh, baseball, baseball. Yeah, baseball. yeah, we'll play. We can play baseball. Right, I'm getting back to this movie. So the whole third <laughs> act is them trying to get this baseball back before Dennis Leary, aka the stepfather, gets home. Not the stepfather of the horror movie you're thinking of, but the stepfather in this movie yeah, was really played by Dennis Leary. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's all these like there's like literally 20 minutes of yeah, we'll try to get it with a broomstick. We'll try to get it with this contraption that's like a vacuum connected to a um, is it a catcher's mask or a catcher's glove that's attached to something? It like looks that? like a catcher's mask. Yeah. That's what I thought yeah. too um what else how else do they try to get it um oh they, they attach one of them to like a pulley system like a sling to... like yeah it's like a yeah okay so the first one's an erector set <clears throat> oh right? yeah. yeah with yeah. a pan it's a erector set it's... with a pan that yeah. doesn't work then they do the vacuum cleaner one where it's three vacuum cleaners and yeah, a catcher's mask. mask uh and then they do a pulley system where one of the kids is attached to a bunch of ropes yeah and he goes down and then the final one is when they like they break out the entire erector set set and they've got like the little kind of car with like the, yeah. the scoop thing. Dude, I laugh every it happens twice in this movie, but both times they get the ball and um Squints is on the lookout. He's like, You got it. He's like, yeah. he's all, he's you like, great. Like, just bring like, it back. Just bring it back. <laughs> Dude, it kills I, I me think, every time. I think my favorite is when one of the brothers, uh, it's when the vacuum uh cleaners explode in the treehouse. And uh, one of the brothers, uh, I think it's Timmy, maybe he's yeah. like coming down the stairs. It, it's like it reminds me exactly like the burbs when uh, Tom Hanks is coming out of the house, like all burnt, but he's yeah. coming down the steps. He's all, covered oh, yeah, in the dust, and he just like shakes himself off. He's like, he's like, I made a mistake here. I, I should have just, you know, he's like, I can't yeah. remember what he says exactly, but it's like, he yeah. says, he's like, he's like, we made a mistake. He's like, I blame myself. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I blame myself. <laughs> Yeah, the way he looks off, he's like, I blame myself. He's like, I blame myself. <laughs> We've been going about this all wrong. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. But it has a very strong ending because Benny decides, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go get it. Well, this is actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, he This is after his whole Babe Ruth dream, which I feel mm. kind of feels out of place in this movie. Dude, it's weird. It's like a uh, shocker with the TV, like, static. <laughs> like, it is, dude. dude. It's like Babe Ruth as, like, shocker, the static guy or whatever. Shocker. <laughs> And then he comes out and gives him like some words of advice and then goes back into the closet and then still continues to have a conversation with Benny it's in the closet. Nice. It's like, does this yeah. dude just live in the closet? I don't, maybe this isn't a dream or something. Right. Maybe it's open house. Maybe it's inspiration from open house. Oh man, it scared me as a kid. <laughs> um, so after Benny has this dream, he decides, hey, I have to go get this ball. So he puts on a new pair of gym shoes, mm-hmm. jumps over the fence, yeah, grabs the- Yeah. And did you guys have pf flyers do you know there were it. things in this movie no, okay i had uh la yeah. gear does that count i know sure I, I imagine if this movie was made with our like our age group we'd be like reebok pumps yeah like, they yeah you know they just make your your shoe tighter and that was it that would have been a stronger scene it oh yeah i guess this movie takes place back in the day but like had he had the pumps like i could see that if it was now just being like yeah and like you know like yeah. he's getting ready you know and he jumps onto like two spikes on the shoes and then it like launches them forward like up in the yeah. air yeah oh, okay why he can jump so high i like it i like yeah, it and then he's got like the dog like by the neck with his nintendo power glove like, you know what i mean like <laughs> oh he's, got he's like it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> Then somebody put like somebody jams a game genie in his bag. He's like, ah! <laughs> <It's>, oh! <laughs> there's like electricity coming out of his hands. <laughs> James Earl Jones comes out with a Nintendo gun. It's like, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, so after Benny jumps over, he grabs the ball, jumps back over the fence. And this is probably my favorite part of the movie because as like like the filmmakers or writers, whatever. 
You could easily have ended it here. He gets the ball. He saves the day. But this whole added on the dog jumping over the fence and chasing Benny all throughout town is such a cool addition to the scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. It's cool it's because fun. it's like the first time you, well, I guess he sees it briefly on the other side of the fence. But before that, you know, you have the gigantic paw that's like taking the, the ball. You got the big like dog head. You know, it's like really like uh, um, exaggerated. But then, like, once Benny goes for it and then runs over the fence, like, jumps over the fence, it's like, oh, it's just like a just a dog. Like, it's a real dog. So, it's like, it's cool yeah. because it's like the kids, uh, since they can't see what's on the other side of the fence, it's almost like it's like their imagination is like creating yeah. a monster when it's just, in fact, just a, like an ordinary dog. Yeah. So, which is really I do. Cool. I, I was thinking the same thing too, because as kids, everything's so greatly exaggerated. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure as he's telling that story too, because I mean, I don't. It, it's weird because so Smalls is telling the story from the beginning, but who's he telling the story to? He's telling it to the um, the, uh, the crowd at the baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a giant dog <laughs> just echoing it throughout the park. <laughs> well, because he's yeah, because he's he's just one of the, the hot dog stand guys again. He's like, yeah, it could have been something. Like it could have been a king, <laughs> like oh, like uh, Ash at the end of Army Darkness. Oh yeah, I could have been a king. Could have been king. <laughs> well, because at least <laughs> at the end of Stand by Me, it turns out the reason he was telling this story is because he's like writing a book or his memoirs. Because mm-hmm. um, it shows Dreyfus on the computer at the end, because uh, it ends with the um, who has kid who has best friends that age, or I can't remember yeah. what the line is. He's like, "Hell, does anybody?" But like he's telling the story to somebody but i feel like he's just kind of like this one's just kind of like like you said as he telling it to the crowd like it's kind of odd actually yeah, thinking he, about it he's ready to get fired today uh he just tells <laughs> he just tells this entire story during the, the baseball game <laughs> you know i heard that dog story it was kind of cute um, <laughs> that's awesome um so benny gets chased by the dog um it's a fun scene they're playing wipeout um they're going everywhere with this dog they're going through a a screening of the wolfman's playing the dog's chasing them the other group of kids is going with him too but they can't keep up so they all meet back at the sandlot and when they get to the sandlot benny jumps over the fence again dog knocks it down and then we realize this dog is totally just a chill dog and it's odd because as smalls is sitting on the screen the dog comes up to his face and it looks like it's split screen. It doesn't look like he's yeah. there with the dog. Yeah, but he licks him, so it's not. Yeah, so it's weird. Yeah, he, yeah. I don't know. It's a very, it's very odd the way it looks. So I was going to say, realize... did you know? Really quick, then, did, since you brought that up, did you notice a couple times in the movie where like the uh, the image was like warped? Yeah, no. uh, I think I noticed this uh, in the the roller coaster or like the spinny ride scene. Yeah, like the image was kind of like. I was having a hard time of figuring out if it was like either green screen or something, or if it was just like a camera fixed to the ride or, or what, but it yeah. was definitely like weird looking. There was one time when he's on the porch and like the, the, the stuff behind him is like warped. And I think it's like a pan, they were using like Panasonic lenses, you know, those like wide lenses and then yeah. okay. having to like crush it down to make it yeah. fit or what, I don't know, but it's definitely it's, something you uh, notice throughout the movie. It's, it's the pretty same prevalent with, in the beginning. The same with even the fireworks. It's like tough, because I wasn't sure if it was like superimposed imagery or yeah. just like how they shot the, the scene or whatever. Sorry, it looked like CinemaScope lenses. That's what I mean, where it okay. was kind of like real wide. And like you can see it. I can't give an example, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so after they realize that the dog is friendly, they knock on the, the guy's door. Um, it ends up being James Earl Jones uh, from Ambulance. And um, I do like this line right here because um, James Earl Jones is like, uh, I can't remember it's, what he said. It was like, it was like oh, was you got your guys ball causing a ruckus the entire time. Yeah, and he's like, if you wanted your ball back, you could have just knocked the nast. And yeah. then, like, I like, like that. I think Squint's like, or somebody hits, it's like, we should have done that, you know? Right, and that's what I like about it, because from an adult perspective, you're like, yeah, you should knock on the door and ask yeah. for the ball yeah. back. And so I think that's a good line. Um, but he invites Benny and Smalls in, and you pretty much find out that James Earl Jones used to play baseball before he went blind. Mm-hmm. He knows Babe Ruth. He gives away this million dollar baseball to these kids. Yeah, Murderer's Row. Like everybody from Murderer's Row's on it. What is oh. that what it's called? Yeah, like the the team that because it's like it's Babe Ruth and it's, what, what, it's like the 27 Yankees, I think. 
I was okay. going to look this up. Yeah, okay. I'm looking right now. I've never I heard that Babe. name before, but I know, yeah. But, yeah, but I know like Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Yeah. And um, Alan Sorkin. 1927, widely considered to be the greatest baseball team in MLB history. Murderers Row is what it was called. Okay. Um, but yeah, James L. Jones just gives him the ball and he's like, hey, you can have this ball as long as you come talk to me for once a week about that's baseball. A pretty, that's a pretty good deal. That's a good deal. Yeah. And, and he then, says no. He says, no, I just want our ball. And <laughs> sir, I just want our ball back. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to spend time talking to you. I just want my <laughs> ball back. So they say, no, we don't want that ball. We want our ball. And you know what? I'm taking these can of beans too. And like, and then he like looks at him as he's like eating the beans and it's run down. And he's like, I'll be in my tree house. Come on, Matt. And he's like, <laughs> my pallet tree, tree house. Grab pumpkin head. We're going to the tree house. <laughs> Dude, Carbonated I wonder, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what the kid's name was, but I, now I'm wondering, like, what if he's listening to the podcast? Like, well, he's like a huge fan of his podcast. And then he's like, he realizes, like, hey, that's me. That was me when I was a child. He you had know? you, then, he had you on the list, had crossed it off at one point, and then rewrote it, wrote the name down on Yeah. The there you go. <laughs> Every time <laughs> Matt brings it back up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, and then, you ready for this? Dennis Leary has the audacity that when Smalls comes home with this brand new ball, he's like, you're grounded for a week. And it's like, you just brought him like the coolest thing ever of like baseball history. And he's grounded for a week. Which, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta ground him. I understand. Yeah. Um, but then the movie kind of plays out where they're like, you hear the narrator Smalls talk about, we had plenty of summers together, but that was yeah. the greatest one. And then he kind of like, and then in another stand by me fashion, yeah. it cuts to like a kid, he disappears, and you find out what happened to him. Cut to another kid. And it's cool the way they do it. Like they throw a baseball to one another, they get it, they hear their story, they throw it, they disappear. Um, and then it pretty much like the uh, that one kid is like the River Phoenix. He um, enjoyed the 60s and nobody ever heard from him ever again. Yeah, I love right? that. <laughs> yeah. But if you honestly think about it, I mean, just compared to Stand By Me Again, Smalls is like um, the, who's the main kid in um, uh, Will Wheaton? Yeah, and then Benny is kind of like the um, Walking Phoenix, Phoenix or Walk, River or Phoenix. River Phoenix. They're very similar in that aspect. Um, yeah, but yeah, it pretty much cuts to Smalls, who is a baseball announcer. Benny steals home, wins the game, looks up at the uh, the window, and they give each other a thumbs up. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's Sandlot. Yeah, we have the three, ba- the three baseballs is our final shot. The three, the three baseballs on the mantle. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. The, the fake Babe Ruth one, the real Babe Ruth one, and the Murderer's Row. That's pretty good. Oh, I'd even see the yeah. fake one that was on there. That's cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Okay, I like that even better now. Um, so that is Sandlot, 1993. Um, so this has a on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I said it has a 63. percent Yes, it has a 63. percent um, I give it a 75. I. Um, I think it's a really good movie. I, yeah. if I had to like rank my kid movies like from what I grew up with, um, that might be like bottom tier for me. That might okay. be like nine or ten, but I still really like it. So I would probably I would say seventy five. I'd be interested to see in this this list of yours, Chris. Yeah, as I said it, I realized it might be a little higher. So I'm gonna go with an eighty <laughs> percent. <laughs> I'm sticking with eighty percent for Stanlot nineteen ninety three. I think it's got a great heart. And it's never boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got very memorable scenes. Um, I think they hired really good actors um, that are memorable. It's not just a bunch yeah. of throwaway kids. Like I like everybody they picked to be in this movie. So yeah, eighty yeah. percent for me. Hanto, what do you got? Uh, probably eighty as well. Um, 80. Yeah, great chemistry between all the kids. Uh, everyone kind of you know picks it up uh, and carries their own weight throughout. Uh, it's a classic for sure. I've seen this movie a lot of times um, and probably will continue to watch it uh over and over again over the years you know it's just yeah i don't know i think just it's a movie that i grew up with i actually you know cherish it and yeah it's 80 percent okay How about you matt um i'm gonna go with a 90 percent on this oh, i wow. really really like this movie and there's not many classic movies that we grew up with when we were kids that yeah. turn into classics now um and it, there's nothing really, there's nothing negative I could say about this movie. So it's really, it's got a, a high score for me. And uh, I think one of the great things about it is it doesn't try to teach you any lessons at the end of the movie. You know, 
It doesn't try to teach you like teamwork and don't steal all that your, bullshit. Don't steal your stepdad's shit. Yeah, That's don't awesome. be. Uh, yeah, exactly. I yeah. And don't and but don't I feel tell like your you life story in front of a a sold out baseball crowd. Yeah, or you'll lose your job. <laughs> um, and I think like um, uh, I, I just think it has like a really good heart to it, and it's just. Uh, yeah, it's just a really good movie. There's nothing bad about it. Yeah, I think that's the a good point you just made. Was like, yeah, there's really nothing I could be like. Oh, I didn't like this. Or, I wish I would have done this. Yeah, like, it's a solid movie. Feel, I feel like too. It's like you don't have to be a sports head uh, to enjoy the movie. You oh, know, yeah, it's like yeah. I hate baseball. Yeah. I don't like baseball whatsoever. But I'm I not like a big baseball fan. Yeah. What about uh, you? Chris? I like it a little bit. I'm not huge on it. I mean, growing up, I was huge on baseball. Um, but yeah, I'm not huge on it anymore. But yeah, like you said, it's for all audiences. This yeah, isn't just absolutely. It's just yeah. about being a kid and enjoying childhood. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I had no more trivia questions for it. the only other trivia question I had, which I don't even think is that good. I, I guess you only asked were... one. What you had three? You only asked one. Well, these I had yeah, three. These, these three uh, brain stoppers. <laughs> the second one's not good, so I'm not even going to ask it because it's very obvious. What is it? Just ask it. Just okay. Who who ended up playing in the majors at the end? Um. <laughs> oh, maybe this was a good one. <laughs> um... <laughs> Benny. Benny, yeah. What? <laughs> oh, I didn't think that was going to stump anybody, but here we are. Uh, John Sandlot, um, <laughs> the was dog. It the, was it? The, yeah, I was going to say, was it the dog? Um, James Earl Jones came I, back. <laughs> retirement. How many? How long did this film take to shoot? Oh. How many days? I do know those. Yeah. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, I do know those. Also, what do you got? Yeah, it's just just pick a random number. One through seven hundred. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow, so, I'm curious. Seven hundred, maybe. Mm. Was it uh, that? Was it thirty days? Not bad. Forty-two days. 42 so days. yeah, okay. you're in the ballpark. Yeah. So that is Sandlot from 1993. We are going to continue our summer break uh, month in June, and I think our next movie. Just I feel like to space it out. I think we should just jump into Lost Boys. Are we doing Lost yeah. Boys? I guess we're doing Lost Boys. This is a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this for like four or five years at this point. Yeah. Ever since we saw um, the Kiefer Sutherland at Whorehound. This is true. Yep. So join us as we talk about Lost Boys, The Tribe, the sequel to the original Lost Boys. That'll be our next episode. (laughs) Or the the other sequel. I can't remember. The Thirst? Is Thirst in the title? I feel like. It probably is. Um, But yeah. And uh, I will. Yeah. So we'll get to it. So yeah, we're going to do the Kiefer Sutherland, Corey Haim, Jason Patrick vehicle Lost Boys. I think it's all of our favorites. I'm, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about on this movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope. Um, but if you have any requests for any future months, please let us know. You can hit us up on Facebook or you can email us at cinemacoolpodcast at gmail.com. And just a reminder, we are taking July off just for vacations and just to kind of get a little breather. So don't look for any new episodes in July. We'll be back in August. Maybe we'll post some... Um... We'll figure out a theme and maybe post some older older episodes. Yeah, yeah, they're going to go in that thing. Um, but thank you so much for listening. We love doing it. We hope you love listening to it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. I'm Honto. And we'll catch you next time. trying to think i don't know what i was gonna say hold on just a second i'm sorry cut number two sorry that one's i'm so disappointed my connections are like bluey this evening i don't know why might be just i mean it's uh it's internet time for everybody at the apartment complex. internet time (laughs) (laughs) that's i feel like something if like your kids your 21st century kids internet <laughs> ringing the, the cowbell ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Napster and uh, Counter-Strike <laughs> okay. Napster and what?
Counter-Strike. Oh, Counter-Strike. <laughs> Half-Life time. Two specific <laughs> things uh, for the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Two very specific. Us kids grew up with. AOL minutes time. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two. Uh, hey, I was going to say real quick, by the way, if that doesn't work when Matt froze. I feel like I got really whiny there for a second. I'll figure Matt, it out. You ruined it. If it sounds whiny, please see me. I hate looking like a I'll bitch. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll All right. Three. Jack it two, up. Jack one. up so it's whiny. Welcome back to Cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, zoom in really close to your face, like, oh, frozen. Yeah, cut. Nice. You frozen. 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 <laughs> Hot is like, frozen, and then, frozen. And then Hot your, Saturday uh, DJ mix. Like, yeah, we'll <laughs> use your blue color that you use on your computer screen to flash yeah. screen. But, like, that's the honey. like, Oh, that was Benny. Oh, that was Benny. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. <laughs> From the beginning of the movie? From the beginning of the, the movie? From the beginning of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Maddie still froze. Beginning, the beginning, the beginning, the beginning. <laughs>